1: welcome in to another edition of the i'm fat podcast my name is jay zawoski from 670 the score with me my partner obviously rick camp from 670 the score as well nice that we're still able to say that yes we are very thrilled to still be uh, able to say that we are now the producers of the bernstein and mcknight show monday through friday 9 a.m to 1 p.m on the score excited about that A little down because we love the show we were on before, but we're optimistic about the future. But enough about that. We've talked about that enough. Last time out, we asked you guys to nominate people for our Onion Ring of Honor. And as the nominations came in, Rick and I started talking a little bit. We realized what month it was and realized maybe it's time to leave this up to the fans. So, Rick, without further ado, would you like to introduce what we're about to do with our listeners?
0: Well, to correct you, we don't have fans. We have Fats. Fats, correct. We have Fats. It's March Fatness. The tournament is going on. We have an Onion Ring of Honor recipient that needs to be named. So what we've done, we've taken your submissions that Jay mentioned. We have filled in the gaps ourselves, as we have plenty of area to do so. Yes. And we have a 64-team field for March Fatness. And whoever wins this will be the first member of the Onion Ring of
1: Honor. It's a big day for us. It really is. This is our first foray into a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> aside from like, being fat is not a bit. I was going to say, you mean aside from the podcast in general? Right. The podcast in general is a bit. So this is the first bit within the bit. And I, I'm excited about it. I think we dreamed this up. Truth be told, Rick and I dreamed this up on Monday said, we should do this. We started making our nominations, writing in our candidates, and it came together very quickly because we're passionate about fat stuff. And we're very knowledgeable about fat stuff. That's true. So here are the, uh, I guess we should call them the regions. Yes. The first region is people, real people that are fat or have been fat or are heroes to fat culture. Yes. The second category is fictional fats. These are... Your TV characters, your movie characters, known for their fatness. Category three, food, of course. Logical. Favorite food items of fat people. And the fourth and final region, my favorite, fat accessories. Things that have made the lives of fat people much easier, much more livable, and much more comfortable and lazy.
0: And I really think that category is the one that's going to teach non-fats that listen the most about fat
1: culture. Oh, I agree. And I predict a lot of upsets coming out of that region. I'm just looking here at some of the matchups we have, and there are some lower seeds that can do some real damage. So keep an eye on that fat accessories region. That's going to be, I think, maybe where our champion comes from, in fact.
0: And for clarification, the way we decided seeds was Jay and I each had the list, and we each ranked them, and we averaged them out. Right. And that is how you got where they're ranked. Now, if there were ties, we did it the very fat, scientific way of flipping a chocolate coin.
1: Well, it's the only way to do it. Right. And I was then unwilling the coin to throw... disappeared. Yeah, I was unwilling to throw my burrito in the air and see which side it landed on. No. The no. rice side or the bean side. You
0: can't risk a
1: burrito. <laughs> Hell no. <sighs> All right. So without further ado, let's reveal the matchups, starting with the first region, the actual fats region. The number one
0: seed in the Real Fat Hero region is Vince... Will Fork.
1: Deserved. Absolutely. I it, mean,
0: he had food in his retirement announcement. Respect. That's a dude that walks around
1: in overalls and no shirt.
0: And does not care. People he, love him for
1: it. He owns the fatness, and he is by far, he's the North Carolina, he's the Duke, he's the guy that's here year after year after year, Vince Wilfork, a worthy number one seed in the region. The 16 seed, a man possibly in just because of one part of his body,
0: Phil Mickelson.
1: <laughs> Phil Mickelson belongs. He's got the man boobs, lefty as they call him. Yes. I have a soft spot in my heart for him and I probably a couple uh some calcium and, and some fat in my heart for him um due to all the wings I ate today. But Phil is a left handed golfer like myself, uh, has to be in because of the man boobs alone.
0: So you have Vince Wilfork against Phil Mickelson. The eight nine matchup the eight seed
1: Notorious B.I.G., Biggie made fat look good. Oh, definitely, and he made it cool. Yes, he was the first guy that wore—not the first guy, but one of the one of the first people in modern, you know, music to make being overweight a symbol of power, yeah, and a symbol of strength. And you saw maybe some of our other candidates later on will relate in that way. But you know, you think of of a Tony Soprano. Uh, guys that use their weight, uh, Suge Knight, guys that use their size and their weight to their advantage to become uh, maybe more than they could have been without it.
0: Suge Knight was in the first four out, by the way. Oh, the true. nine seed, John Belushi. I mean, do you, legend. Does yeah, he's a legend. You don't really have to say much more. The 5-12 matchup, the five seed, Charles Barkley, um, a very famous fat yeah. Willing to say whatever he wants, but he's been very outspoken about trying to lose weight. So that's why he's only at the 5 seed. Yeah,
1: and that's going to cost him. I feel like that's going to cost him. His unwillingness to remain fat is, uh, you know, that, that's that's tough for me. And when you look at those matchups, I, you know, we'll reveal who he's up against. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if Charles is going to make it through the first round. The 12 seed, who is very committed to staying fat, <laughs> was John Candy. Well, not anymore. Well, no,
0: not anymore. Plenty of time on his hands.
1: Yeah. John, John Candy is the 12 Chi- seed. uh, Chicago acting legend. And so many great movies. Great outdoors. Uncle Buck. Um, all of which he thrived by being fat, which we appreciate. Was his final movie called Canadian Bacon? Was that his final movie? I believe so. I think so. Much respect and love to John Candy. One of the funniest men ever born. The four seed.
0: Babe Ruth. One of the most successful fats.
1: Oh, without a doubt. I the- mean, he
0: was able to have eaten a ton, drank a ton, and still be the best player in baseball history by a long, long, or I should say by, well, of
1: course, for us, a wide margin. <laughs> a very wide margin. And I think have, had we run this poll maybe 20 years ago where obesity had not just overtaken the nation, Babe Ruth would have been a higher seed. But looking back on him, he's more like, okay, he's kind of chubby by today's standards. Right? Yes. Back then he was a gargantuan slob. Well, yeah,
0: you know, once the 90s hit, the numbers got very out of whack. <laughs> yes, they did. So it really became hard to trust, you know, to some people still go by Babe Ruth's numbers, saying that that really is the record.
1: Well, I agree with that. I agree with that. And any man that leaves the game to have hot dogs and beer is okay, in my book. Yes. The 13 seed taking
0: on Babe Ruth, Gilbert Brown, the defensive tackle with the one of the first players that I remember with the dark shield. Oh, yeah. From the Green Bay Packers. Yep.
1: He had a good fat guy dance, too. He did.
0: Yeah, there was the grave
1: digging, and it was also the proportion. His fat was like all in his stomach. <laughs> he had like yeah, kind of like not skinny, but smaller arms and smaller legs. He was like an orange on a toothpick. Really, that's actually a pretty good way of putting it.
0: Yeah, the sixth seed. I I say a strong six
1: seed. I love this one,
0: young Terry Bores. The pictures of Terry from when he was younger, like in his book Score of a Lifetime, which you should pick up if you have not already. Fat. Yeah, he was a fat. So that's that one, it's, it's Terry for one, and he's fat.
1: I could see Terry coming out of this region just because of the, uh, everyone loves him, everyone loves Terry. Fat Terry is inherently funny on its own. Yes. Just the idea of young fat Terry is great. Uh, I think that this could be our champion. I don't want to jump the gun. It's up to the listeners, obviously, but I think that young Terry Bores could win this entire thing. I the really
0: 11 do. seed taking on Terry Bores is Dustin Bufflin.
1: You had to bring in a hockey guy uh, with some Chicago ties, and no one fits the uh, fat profile better than Dustin Bufflin.
0: Yeah, there's not a, a ton of, of super overweight hockey players, so he really is a bit of a unicorn.
1: Well, there's Dustin Penner, who has been known to take down a pancake buffet now and again, but I think that was probably too obscure for the Chicago audience. If we were up in Canada, maybe Dustin Penner would have been in there, but Dustin Bufflin is a nice addition to March fatness. He's up, he got a tough matchup against Terry, but he definitely deserves to be in there. The three seed, Chris Farley. Great seed. Great, great. So, no one, I think, has ever made me laugh more than Chris Farley. As a fat. And using his fat as part of the humor. And as a weapon. Yes. As far as fat, agile guys go, he might be the best. And there's one more. I know you're not a pro wrestling guy, but I know a lot of our listeners are. Bam Bam Bigelow was known as like the insanely athletic fat guy. He was like four, They think they'd build him at 400, 420 pounds. He was doing cartwheels, jumping off the top rope. Bam Bam Bigelow was athletic, but Rick, not a big wrestling guy, so I left him off. Uh, Farley, the physical comedian, the hilarious man on his own, uh, one of my favorites of all time, so solid three seed. Bam Bam Bigelow also in the first four out. Oh, He's man. taking on the 14, Chris Farley is taking on the 14 seed Jerry Garcia. Now Jerry gets credit for being the rare fat hippie, The rare fat musician, and the guy who had Ben and Jerry's most popular franchise named after him. So that they're right there. Three solid reasons to put him. A hell of a resume. Yeah, for sure. It just shows how strong the region is that he's a 14 seed. And he was missing a part of a finger, which made him eat slower. So it's very impressive that without full use of his hand, he was able to get as fat as he did. Now, the seven seed could have been in this region as an adult
0: and as a child separately. Yes. Current head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs,
1: Andy Reid. Andy Reid. We did, like you said, consider young Andrew Reid from the punt, pass, and kick contest where he was up (laughs) against toddlers, (laughs) and he was 700 pounds, and he threw the ball 40 yards. (laughs) That is one of the best pictures I've ever seen. If you've never seen it, you got to YouTube Andy Reid punt, pass, and kick, and you will laugh your ass off. It's fantastic.
0: Strong 10 seed, though, for Andy Reid to take on Cream Biggums, one of your favorites. You insisted he be in the field.
1: Aside from my favorite basketball player, Jarrett Jack, Cream Biggums is my second favorite. My fear for Cream is that he's new on the scene. He is. A new guy, not known by everybody. If you don't know who Cream Biggums is, go to Spice Adams Instagram. Check out some of the videos of Cream Bigham's putting his move on the step back, the fadeaway. Cream Bigham's absolutely belongs to be here. And I believe next year Cream will be a higher seed in March Fatness.
0: The two seed, one of both of our favorites. He's still pitching Bartolo Cologne. It's amazing. He's I mean, I think he might have been a lower seed if he did not have the home run that he does. <laughs>
1: yeah, that definitely got him on the map and such a high seed. And that's a dude, you talk about someone who celebrates his weight. You've seen him, spl- uh, you know, slapping his belly now and again. Oh, he does not care. He's gone full pubic hair on the top of his head. He just doesn't care. He is happy being the jolly, gelatinous man he is, and for that he deserves a two seed. And he takes on the 15 seed, another jolly man, except for when he's, you
0: know, running over Brian Erlacher in a snowstorm, Jerome Bettis.
1: Uh, Notre Dame, great. So he's uh, got a special place in my heart. I hate every time his name comes up, I think about Brian Erlacher getting smoked, and it makes me kind of sad. But that just indicates how awesome of a player Jerome Bettis was. Just a really strong dude, could run over anybody, was kind of the same player from the day he began to the day he retired. Mm -hmm. Always loved Jerome Bettis, but that moment for Erlacher was tough.
0: So to recap your real fat hero region, Vince Wilfork takes on Phil Mickelson. Biggie takes on John Belushi. Charles Barkley goes against John Candy. Babe Ruth versus Gilbert Brown. Young Terry Bores takes on Dustin Bufflin. That's the best one. It really is. Chris Farley against Jerry Garcia. Andy Reid takes on Cream Biggums. And Bartolo Colon and Jerome Bettis. And at the end of the podcast, we'll tell you how you can vote for the winners, who moves on, how often we're going to be doing this. And that will be tied with another special announcement at the end of the podcast. We need to move on to the next region.
1: Next region. Fictional Fats. These are fictional characters throughout history of entertainment. The number one seed, an obvious choice, an advocate for girth, Homer Simpson. Yeah. Now, I know longevity. simpson Simpsons have been on the air for, what, 700 years? Something like that. And I know a lot of people have bailed on the Simpsons. But if you look back historically, you've got Homer just eating a sandwich that fell behind the radiator. Uh, there's so many food-related memories to Homer Simpson. He is the clear number one seed in the fictional fats region. He really is. Yeah. If you think about the ideals of a fat he could, he could be in
0: consideration for being the number one overall seed.
1: And it's going to be a tough – you know, we have the, the, the humans or the people on one side of the of the bracket, so this is going to be tough. You know, it's going to be the people versus the things in the final. So, Homer Simpson, if he makes it to the Final Four, is going to have a tough matchup to even get into the championship, which is crazy when you think about it. The number 16 seed, this one's slightly over my head, but Rick said it will skew younger with our audience, which I'm always looking for. Snorlax, the fattest and lazies, laziest of the Pokemon.
0: Yeah, if you, play the, if you play the Pokemon game, you have to encounter Snorlax because he is sleeping in the middle of the only way to get... To, I don't remember the city you're trying to get to, but you need to get a flute to wake up Snorlax so that he gets out of the way. Of course. Who doesn't know that? So he fits perfectly. <laughs> he doesn't really make any sounds. He's very lazy. It just was a perfect a perfect fit in terms of mannerisms. Yeah. Exactly what it does. Well,
1: Rick just googled a picture and pointed at it, and I'm like, okay, he's in. Makes sense. Yeah. Next nominee, next entrant, next team. Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh that's another fat man that wore it well. hmm Well dressed. Looked good. A good positive role model for for Will when he came from Philly to live with his uncle. Uncle Phil a really good and inspiring fat character throughout the history of television. And a lot of great jokes made at his fat expense. Yes. And that's, I mean, look, that's what this whole podcast is about, is laughing at your fatness. Because if you don't laugh at it, you're just going to cry about it. Next entrant from the Pitch Perfect movie series, Fat Amy. You talk about owning (laughs) your fatness. Yeah, that's pretty much the pinnacle of it right there. You introduce yourself as Fat Amy, you get in. You get in. And I forget her actual name. Let me look that up. That doesn't matter. It does matter. Pay her the respect she deserves, damn it. I don't know Uncle Phil's name either, but it's going to bug me, so I'm just going to look it up Okay. real quick. This is good radio. Rebel Wilson, of course. Who didn't know that? All right, next up. Now this is another one that could do some damage, even though it's not a high seed. The number five seed, Hamilton Porter from the Sandlot. If you don't know who Hamilton Porter is, the fat, freckled catcher from the sandlot one of my favorite movie characters of all time yes there's don corleone there's henry hill and there's ham porter there yeah that makes sense they're all on the same level <laughs> i
0: believe so too hamilton the babe porter come on De nunez he calls his shot he hits the home run he grows up to be the great hambino which is his wrestling name he's the perfect character great movie the only
1: fat one in the group so he True. had
0: to hold it down for all fats.
1: And it was harder to be fat back then. It was. In the 50s, kids went out and played. He ha- Can you imagine the- doing that now? I mean, yeah, imagine that. Think of all the baseball that he plays on a daily basis. Think of how much he has to eat when he gets home to maintain that body. Respect. Hashtag respect. I'm the little kid with the Derek Jeter hat. giving yeah. <laughs> it to Hamilton Porter. All right. The number. What was that sound I just made? I that don't a- know. That was a fat sound. Uh, next seed. In the vein of Homer Simpson, maybe not quite as accomplished, but still a very successful fat fictional character, Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Of course, an obvious choice. You skipped one. Oh my God, I did. How did you skip Fat Albert? I My eyes are too fat. Sorry. Hamilton Porter, the five seed up against the 12 seed Fat Albert, maybe the first outwardly fat acknowledged fictional character. There really is the Bill, Cos- the Bill Cosby tie and hurts him for sure. A- Absolutely, That's probably be-
0: probably would have been a single digit seed if it wasn't for that.
1: Right. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Fat Albert, the twelve seed against Hamilton Porter, the number four seed Peter Griffin from Family Guy takes on the thirteen seed from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Augustus Gloop, the kid who drowned drinking chocolate out of the chocolate river.
0: The only reason Peter Griffin's as low as a four, I think, is because of the the Kobe Jordan thing. Homer was first. Yeah. Homer is the one that set the way to do it and Peter really just followed. I mean, the fact that he was wearing the same thing Homer did when he came into fatness that really worked against him in terms of being an original.
1: And it did, it feels like a bit of a rip off, let's be honest. Yeah. All right, so Peter Griffin, the 4 seed versus the 13 seed Augustus Gloop from Willy Wonka, the number 6 seed from Star Wars, Jabba the Hutt, a fat revolting blob, literally that's what he is, that's what he does. He uh, put Princess Leia in a bikini outfit for Return of the Jedi, in which he'll always have a soft spot spot for me because respect. That was my sexual awakening as a child with seeing Princess Leia in the bikini, and that's
0: not shocking in the slightest. Oh
1: my God! And uh, his matchup, Carl Winslow from Family Matters, Chicago police officer, show some respect. Eleven seed Carl Winslow,
0: yeah, just representing all the men and women that keep us safe out there. Yes, because there are plenty of fat cops. He had donuts. He knew about his fatness, and he could really never overcome the fatness. The fatness was always within him, and, yeah, he, he may have tried from time to time, but he always embraced the fat in the end.
1: He did, and uh, he also was in Die Hard in the same role. Um, <laughs> next up, a guy we mentioned earlier, the number three seed uh, from one of the best TV shows ever, one of the most uh, iconic characters in television history, Tony Soprano, the three seed. Not much more needs to be said about him. That His voice... The, like, nasally, I can't yeah. really breathe, I'm so fat sort of voice. Looking back on him, he's not really as fat as I remembered, but the voice is really what made it.
0: Well, the nasally,
1: and, like, my fatness is in my throat sound. And do you want to take the chance of putting him at a lower seed? Nope. I don't. Nope, I don't. Number 14 from the Nutty Professor reboots, Sherman Clump, portrayed by Eddie Murphy. You can never go wrong with a scene where everyone's farting. That's what happened in the Nutty Professor, and uh, I'm happy to have Sherman Clump as a 14 seed. I have nothing more to add. There's nothing more to say. There's a scene about farts. What more do you need? Now, this one, I'm going to take a little issue with. I think this seed, the seven seed here, got a little bit robbed. Chunk from Goonies, who the inventor and in the in the uh, perfecter of the truffle shuffle uh, got locked in a cooler full of ice cream with a dead body. I think Chunk deserved to be ranked a little higher than seven, but that's why you played the games. You don't fill this out on paper. You got to play the games. And Chunk's another one I would look at in the fictional Fats region that could come out and really do some damage. But his opponent, for people my age that grew up playing Nintendo, King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. That's strong. You'd knock his pants off every time he punched him. He could knock him down once and he couldn't get back up. His name is King Hippo. How much more fat credentials do you need? How many more fat credentials do you need? I'm not
0: questioning it. It, it. it is a little over my head, but you were very adamant. So I said, hey,
1: let's go for it. I know. I know it's a little before your time. Um, there was a rebooted, like, a uh, non-Polynesian version of King Hippo when they did Super Punch Out Bear or something, something Bear, Bear Man, Bear Claw, something like that. He wasn't as cool as King Hippo. Number two seed. Looking at it on paper, I was a little bit questionable. I thought it was a little high. But when you look at the history of this, it makes a lot of sense. Eric Cartman, the number two seed in the fictional fats category, loves the cheesy poofs, will eat pretty much anything, has been known to crap into a bucket uh, on occasion when needed. Yes. Uh, and an, an age survivor.
0: We yes, which really is. I mean, that's maybe the best credential that any of them have. I mean, for a while, he did deny that he was fat, claiming he was just big boned. However. We all had that point in our life. Yes. We've yeah. all done it. We understand
1: Eric Cartman is a very strong 2 seed in my mind. And the 15 seed, just because we're sort of not sure who to put in here and we had a lot of people sort of suggest this Newman from Seinfeld. I don't think Newman stands much of a chance against Eric Cartman, not at all. A funny fat got the job done, Wayne Knight also got spit on by a dinosaur in Jurassic Park, but a Newman is the 15 seed. I don't know if he's tournament worthy, quite frankly.
0: Got in very questionable. It was the low, you know, bad conference to win. The seven seed in it under five hundred record. Well, we need to move to the next region because we're shockingly we're going long on these. We have thoughts. We're running out of time. Yeah, in the foods region, the number one seed is burritos. I no mean, brainer. I mean, we've already admitted to maybe how this podcast started was us admitting we've had multiple of them in one sitting. You can fill them with anything, the burritos, and they they're just fantastic. They're very versatile
1: against the sixteen seed brats. I'm not the biggest fan of brats. I think they're very good. But at the same time, um, they're often, you're not satisfied, right? Right. Sometimes you'll have a brat and you're like, eh, that wasn't that great. There's high variance in quality. Yes, and you have to have, like if the bun is off, it ruins the whole thing. It's too too finicky Mm -hmm. for me to be a higher seed. Uh, I love brats. Brats are delicious. But it's tough for me to give it much higher than 16. The 8-9 matchup, Italian beef. You need the Italian beef, my friend. Rick, how do you get your Italian beef?
0: I'm actually a dry person. Really? Yeah. I'll hopefully get it. Hopefully, if they'll give me a little on the side. I don't like having the soggy bun.
1: That messes with me. See, I'm one of those people, too. I don't like getting a lot of food on my hands that bothers me. Um, But whenever I get a beef sandwich, I just sort of deal with it. I just grab as many napkins as I can, and I just dive right in. I dip my beefs. Always. Okay. You got to dip the whole thing because the soggy bread is delicious. But the the one thing, and I I will say this sort of about burritos too, is I tend to eat them too quickly because you never put them down. That's very true. Once your hands are around them and it's like dripping and messy, you don't want to like have to keep lifting it because every time you put it down, you lose something, right? So Mm -hmm. you got to, it's something you got to eat in sort of one handling. So I understand. I understand the dry beef. No problem. The nine seed that will take on
0: Italian beef are burgers. Very versatile, but can also be very average at times, depending on where you go for a a burger. The five
1: seed, strong push in the last few years, bacon. Bacon, yep. See, bacon, to me, though, it had a really nice run two, three years ago where it was all anyone was talking about, bacon T-shirts, bacon socks, bacon phones, bacon bacon everything. restaurants, bacon bars. Right. Now it's, it's sort of lost some steam, but you... Think of Bacon as the Blackhawks, all right? Yeah. Two or three years ago, to. dominant. No question among the top. Had a little bit of a fall off lately. Maybe not as much as the Blackhawks have, but that pedigree is still there. Bacon, I still think people, when it comes down to it, if you were to line up all these items on a table, and God willing, someday we will, <laughs> Bacon will be one of the first things gone.
0: And it has a very scary 5-12 matchup against Ice Cream.
1: So, I mean... A fat guy's best friend. It's ice cream. It's dessert. There's it's, lots of varieties. You can eat large quantities of it at s- once. Speaking of that, have I told you about Halo Top? No. This is not an ad. 320 calories for the entire pint. Really? Yes. It's lower in sugar, and it's delicious. Can they add fat to it? Oh, yeah. You just de- deep fry the whole thing. Oh, okay, Perfect. <laughs> And then you have
0: the 4-13 matchup. This is a tough one. This, this is, I don't know how this ended up the way it is. The four seed, beer. I mean. It's beer. It's beer.
1: We don't need to say anything else. Next. Against the 13 seed, donuts. See, this is tough. This is a tough one. If I had to give up one for the rest of my life. Man. Here's the thing. If I walk into a building and it's 2 p.m. And let's say I walk into a room and there's a beer and a donut on the table. Mm-hmm. I think I'm taking a donut. Wow,
0: I, I would probably still take the beer, but I'm not much of a breakfast person.
1: Okay, fair enough. The six seed cookies, cookies. Is there anything better than a homemade chocolate chip cookie? Is there anything more satisfying? I don't think so.
0: Probably not. Taking on the eleven seed, maybe a little
1: high. The onion rings. Here's what it is, possibly a little high, but here's why I I, I justify it there though. The best onion rings are amazing. They really are. If you can find a place that makes fantastic. My favorite onion rings in the city, and you're a Sox fan, so you should know this. 31st and Union Freddy's. Yes. Right there in the corner. They have the best onion rings on earth. I have gotten off the Dan Ryan and gone to Freddy's just for onion rings.
0: That's a commitment to fatness.
1: Yes. I mean, that's and I'm not one that like if I go to Burger King or Wendy's or not Wendy's at White Castle, I don't typically order the onion rings. I'm a fries are my go to. Friday's onion rings are a must-buy every time you're there. And because onion rings like that exist, they're a higher seed. The three seed, wings. This is tough for me. Once again, very
0: versatile. The sauces, the rubs. Do you like them boneless or bone in? Yep. I mean, that's a really strong <laughs> three seed.
1: To me, choosing wings or burritos is like choosing a family member. Um, It's going to be a really tough one for me. That's gonna be a tough one for. Me.
0: And it takes on the fourteen seed. One another one of those things where, when done correctly, are so fantastic.
1: Yes, ribs, but a high level of uh, high variance. Yeah, high variance. You, ne- um, it's
0: just very inconsistent. You don't know if the shot's gonna go in
1: on that day. If the if the defensive effort's gonna be there, <laughs> and even if you go to the same place, sometimes it's not as good as the it's time so before. So true. You really have to know
0: who's in the kitchen. That That's a fat hack. That's true. Is places that have open kitchens, keeping an eye on who's there when the food is excellent. All
1: right, you got the next one?
0: Yeah, the seven seed is fries.
1: Go-to for everybody.
0: Against the 10 seed, butter. Talk
1: about versatility. Yeah, butter seed. Now, the funny thing about butter is it's probably in all these things. <laughs>
0: yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> so without them, they don't really exist. But a, we had Irish soda bread the other day. And you ever have the Kerrygold butter? Yes. Oh, my God. It's incredible. That on its own. I could just eat that on its own. That's not
0: shocking. It's insane. The two seed, an extremely strong two seed, pizza.
1: Pizza, as Mike Francesa would call it. Yes. I mean, it's pizza. What what more do we need to say? As long as there's no pineapple on it, Spiegel, then pizza is an automatic top seed. And the 15 seed,
0: pancakes.
1: Pancakes are very good. I know you're not a breakfast guy. I feel like I had pancakes ranked higher than you did. You did. Probably. Uh, A good pancake is tough to beat. You could wrap it around sausage. You can put syrup on it. It's very adaptable. Love pancakes, but they're going to get smoked by pizza. Sorry.
0: So to recap the foods region, you have burritos versus brats, Italian beef against burgers, bacon against ice cream, beer against donuts, cookies against onion rings, wings against ribs, fries versus butter,
1: And pizza takes on pancakes. This is
0: ridiculous. Okay. Once once again, we'll tell you at the end how you'll be able to vote.
1: Yes. Next up, my favorite category. I think yours too, Rick. Oh, it totally is. Fat accessories. Things that improve the lives of the fat and lazy. And this category I think I spent the most time on, and I'm very, very pleased with our one seed. It's going to be tough to beat. Number one seed (laughs) in the fat accessories (laughs) region is gold bond.
0: It's a requirement for Go-
1: life. Gold bond powder or spray. If you're get, if it's hot or if it's not hot and you're just fat, you get the swamp ass going, you're going to want to splash some, some gold bond on there. Very cool, very refreshing feeling. It is a life- lifesaver for fat people. If you know a fat person, open her sock drawer. I guarantee you there's some gold bond in there. And
0: that's an easy Christmas gift that you will not be judged for
1: and actually much appreciated. Yeah, it's something you don't like to buy yourself. It's like condoms or... Uh, you know, it's like you go to the store. It's like mm, I'm going to hide that. When's the last time you bought your own socks? I mean, honestly, I, I have socks that are old enough to drive. And that's the truth. All right. Speaking of old people and old things, the 16 seed, something that Rick and I will be dependent on, but just not yet suspenders. Keeping yeah. the pants on can be a hard deal for fat people. And I think I've mentioned on this podcast that I'm going through the change since I turned 40. My body is changing shape and my ass is just disappearing. So keeping my pants on is becoming a harder challenge than ever. So 16 seed Suspenders don't think they have much of a chance against Goldbun, but you never know. If we get an older voting group, Suspenders might come out on top. I love the 8-9 matchup here. Oh, 8-9 matchup is very tough. You could say that one leads to the other. We'll see. The 8 seed, Vending Machines. Who has not among the fats among us been starving at work? All you have is a crumpled up dollar in your wallet. And you need to decide between the Giant Rice Krispie Treat, the Snickers, or the Twix. The vending machine is always there for the fats.
0: So many impulse purchases. Yes, and I love that That's just
1: you and me between nine and one. Oh, the best is when we buy for each other. Yes. And just come in and whip the bags at each other. Like, here, here's some barbecue chips. Here's some uh, Doritos, whatever. Uh, Now, their opponent, the nine seed. Really strong nine seed. If you spend too much time at the eight seed (laughs) vending machines- You're going to end up in the nine-seed Rascal Scooters. Someday, all of us will be required to ride a Rascal Scooter around the grocery store while we shop.
0: It's really a rite of passage, the first lap around a grocery store in a Rascal Scooter.
1: I don't want to make light of people with actual needs for a Rascal Scooter. They're not designed to help fat people. They're designed to help people that can't walk for legitimate reasons other than fatness and laziness. They have also become adaptable so fat people can get around stores. So Rascal Scooters, the nine seed, the five seed. Now, we talked about I have socks old enough to drive. I have sweatpants that are at least 20 years old. Sweatpants, the five seed. These Old Navy sweatpants I bought years ago, they used to have a crotch. They don't have it anymore, but somehow the pants still go on. Old, dependable sweatpants. That's impressive for fat to be able to
0: keep any pant that long.
1: Well, I can't wear them in public or outdoors or I'll be arrested. Because you see my entire yeah. left nut. So, um, yeah, I can't, I can't leave home in my sweatpants.
0: If we ever get a text line going, there we go. <laughs> oh, Zawaski's left nut
1: chimes in. Oh, that's good. I like that. That could be a Twitter handle. Uh, and a 12 seed, Old Faithful, the remote control. Where would we all be without the remote control? I don't want to live in a world without a remote control. Right. So remote Stan- control.
0: Standing up more often than you have to. Yeah.
1: Imagine standing up and changing the channel. What a nightmare. So remote control, the 12 seed, the number four seed. Now, this to me, when I see one of these, my heart just sings. Elevators.
0: Not needing stairs oh. is clutch.
1: Yesterday, my dad had surgery. We were at the hospital. We were in a cafeteria, and it was downstairs, and I saw the staircase up. I'm like, that's a good 12 stairs. Elevator. I'm like, well, my mom needs it. She's old. Yeah, right. Elevators. Now, another one, similar to remote control, and if there's a couple upsets, they could meet. TV trays. I don't have to go sit in the kitchen and take myself away from sports and television to eat. TV trays are there for you. Bring your food out, put it right over your stomach, you're all good. You can even like lay it flat and just lay the table on your stomach. You don't have to put all four legs out. Very adaptable, very handy tra- uh, item for fat people, TV Yeah, it, trays. it
0: just makes a lot of sense. Once again, another thing where you don't need to stand up. Yes. And if you have the perfect spouse or partner or friend or whoever then you don't even have to get up to get your plate to begin with. They bring it to oh. you. You place it on the tray. You grab the remote. You turn on what you want to watch,
1: and you're living. Find a girl that can do both. Next up, obvious seed. Now, I think the idea of this is great, but often the execution is poor. Buffets. The concept of being able to eat as much food as you want for one flat rate is genius. Yes. The reason it's knocked down to a 60, which is still pretty good, is oftentimes the food in the buffet has been out for a few hours, or it's just not that good or flavorful. But you have to trade quality for quantity sometimes. And with that in mind, buffets are outstanding. May I recommend to you the Home Run-In Pizza Buffet? Outstanding. I did
0: not know they had I've never been to a Home Run-In. I've had Home Run-In Pizza,
1: but I have never been to. You should go to one. They're very good. And I will tell you, if you order the Chicken Tenders app at Home Run-In, they're delicious and they're big, and you get, like, 25 of them. Wow. Yeah. So that's a meal in itself. Pro tip. Next up, the grill slash smoker. You got to grill your steak. You got to grill your burgers. You got to smoke your ribs. You got to smoke your your (laughs) pork shoulder. These are two valuable items. We put them together because they're often sold together. Yeah. So the grill smoker, the 11 seed. Yeah,
0: very similar principles.
1: Now, the three seed. This is something that I don't know if I'd be fat without, quite frankly. One of the greatest inventions in the history of uh, America, you've got the light bulb, uh, you've got the radio and the television, and then I think you have the deep fryer. There are no fries. There are no donuts. There are no onion rings or wings without a deep fryer. So a deep fryer, the three seed, well-deserved versus a microwave. If in the odd situation that you have leftovers, you can make them warm in a microwave. The concept is... Of leftovers? Yeah. It's insulting. It really is. Uh, We had a poker night at my friend's house the other night. We had four guys, one of which was vegan. We won't talk about him. Uh, So we ordered 50 wings for the three of us, and there were five left at the end of the night. And I said, if we don't finish these, we are not men. We're not men. It's fact. So we finished them. Next up, the seven seed, food delivery. Again, I don't want to move. Bring it to
0: me. I think this might be severely underrated. It might that's be. That's a very
1: strong seven seed. Well, not only that, it is a very strong seed, and it's a little bit unfair because when you look at the matchup, elastic waistband, <laughs> I couldn't wear clothes without elastic. So that's a really – the 7-10, both those, both those teams got screwed. Delivery and elastic waistband pants, that's a tough go. If they weren't so weak out of conference, maybe they would have been a little bit better. I they predict overtime been. in that game. Yeah, that's –
0: that's, yeah, I, I, I could see that. It's just, I don't know how that one's going to go, but it's going to be highly rated.
1: A oh, lot of for people, sure. A lot of
0: people are going to watch
1: that. I'll be watching that. Uh, And where I will be watching it from, the number two seed, my couch. Is there anything better than a high-quality couch slash recliner? No, there's simply not. Now, I don't have a high-quality one. Mine are old and hand-me-downs, but guess what? My fat ass still fits on there. There's a little nook on my couch. If you ever come over... Don't sit in the back right seat because you're just going to fall into an abyss because I've plopped down on that so many times. Oh, my God. And the 15 seed, solid. Don't think it stands much of a chance against couches, but still very valuable. Fat guy stores. We're talking Destination XL and the like. You need bigger socks. You need a belt that gets around your waist. You need uh, 40 waisted and 29 inseam pants like me. (laughs) So well, weird. Well, I know. I basically just wear shorts. Yep, Fat Guy stores are where it's at. If they also, weren't
0: so overpriced, they could have been a higher seat. Well, see, that's
1: the thing. They're overpriced, and you also have to make yourself face the fact that you're shopping at a special store. This is true. And it's tough.
0: It's a necessity, but it's one that we'd rather not have. But it's such an important necessity, since we are required to wear clothes, that- it does deserve to be
1: on the list. They also lose points because they carry pretty much nothing but Margaritaville and Big Dog T-shirts. Yeah, or these much more stereotypical Hawaiian shirt, or the Tony Soprano shirt.
0: Yes, that's also true.
1: <laughs> Basically, Dan McNeil's closet is what we're talking about. Actually, so, yeah. that's very fair. Yeah, he admits it too. It's not behind his back. So, fat guy source. So, recapping the fat accessories region: Gold Bond versus suspenders vending machines versus rascal scooters, sweatpants versus remote control, elevators versus TV trays, buffets versus grill smokers, deep fryers versus microwaves, delivery versus electric waste pants, couches versus fat guy stores. That's it. There's your fat accessories region.
0: That is March fatness. Now, how are we going to decide who gets in the Onion Ring of Honor? That's, that's a good that's, question. It's up to you, the listener. The other big news that we have for today as of today, as of about five minutes before we started recording, there is now the I'm Fat Podcast Twitter account at I'm Fat Pod. No, no apostrophe. Correct.
1: I am F A T P O D.
0: Yeah, I am,
1: not I am.
0: I am F A T P O D. Did I say M? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm That's okay. Lunch. That's okay. I'm right there with you. <laughs> so at I'm Fat Pod, over the next few days. We'll be doing what? About a region a day, maybe? Yeah. We'll do a region a day. Maybe we'll, we'll try and find a way in our untechnical way of living to post the bracket, and we'll give you a day to vote on each region until we get down to the end, when we finally have the first member of the Onion Ring of
1: Honor. And it could be a real person, a fictional character, a fat accessory, or a food. It doesn't matter if the first item... And the Onion Ring of Honor is an onion ring all the better. Yes. I mean, it could very well happen. So make sure you get those votes in at I'm Fat Pod. Make sure you give it a follow. Make sure you tell your friends. We had a lot of people with all the changes at the score today freaking out that the I'm Fat Podcast was gone and dead. It's not gone and dead. It's alive and well. We're still here. Rick and I are still together on and off the air. I'm Fat Podcast is going nowhere. If anything, it's only taking off from here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm very interested to see. What fellow fats think about how this bracket is laid out and who they think are really the strongest team. So once again at I'm Fat Pod for any questions you may have on the bracket for clarification that you need, because this is a very serious process. Yeah,
1: don't don't guess.
0: Tweet Jay at Jay six seventy. Tweet myself at Rickamp670. We know we broke format a little bit, no ask a fat questions today. We didn't really have any big experiences to share. But quite frankly, this is a big deal. This is more important. And we're on a time crunch. Yes. So once again, follow at I'm Fat Pod for your ability to vote for who gets into the onion ring of honor.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about this. This is the most excited I've been about anything related to basketball in the history of the world. I can honestly say that. I don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> All right, with that, thank you for listening to the I'm Fat podcast for my partner, the very handsome and very fat Rick Camp. I am the less handsome and just as fat Jay Zawaski. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays from 9 to 1 with Bernstein and McKnight on 670 The Score. We'll talk to you next time on the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America.